to Liana's podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. I'm coming at you with another introduction today because we have another incredible guest today on the show, guest host, I will say, today on the show. Ah, another good one. I've had so many good interviews, you guys. Oh my gosh. So today you get to meet Miss Breakup Coach Dorothy, who is just a lighthouse, exactly how I describe her at the beginning. She's just such a beautiful representation of a creative life of joy, freedom, expansion, independence, love. I just loved our conversation so much. And this episode is for you, whether you are going through a breakup, whether you are about to go through a breakup, whether you're thinking about going through a breakup, whether you are getting through a breakup, you recently went through a breakup, or, or, or you are in a relationship, or you are wanting a relationship. Now, you may be not interested in any of it. (laughs) I still think you could learn so much from listening to this episode, because we talk about, you know, attachment, detachment, you know, heartbreak, how to get through it. Um, You can experience heartbreak in a relationship. You can experience heartbreak and never even be in the relationship. You know, I, I really enjoyed this conversation and really reflecting on my own stories. I kind of shared one of my big breakup stories and she shared her big breakup story. And I think it really helps to hear this and kind of normalize. Like if you're going through a breakup right now and you think you're not going to make it and you think you are not going to survive, we're here to hold you you're going to make it. You're going to be fine. In fact, you're going to be better for it. Okay. And if you are going through a breakup or thinking of it or, you know, living that single life or with a partner and needing to individuate and get some time to yourself to reconnect with yourself, you know, I'm all about that these days. I want to invite you to join me next Sunday. So a week from today, a week from when this episode is coming out, March 20th. 2022, I am hosting a group healing session. It's called a quantum Reiki self-healing session. And the the fun part of this is that you're going to get to join my sanctuary group. So my sanctuary group is learning to master the quantum Reiki self-healing practice. And I planned our bonus session to be an open workshop for anyone else to join and come and be a part of it. Because what happens in quantum Reiki self-healing is that we create a field of healing energy. I teach you how to activate the toroidal field. I teach you how to use Reiki energy while I'm remotely sending it to you. And I take you through a very deep meditation to access the quantum. And then we activate our healing hands. And I take you through pretty much the Reiki Masters self-healing practice that for some reason Reiki Masters don't teach to others and they just offer remote healing. Instead of teaching you how to use the power of touch to heal your own body. And this session, you know, yes, it's for healing, but really it's like the ultimate self-care. We're going to work through each chakra. You are going to get to know your body and your energy and your mind on a whole new level because I'm going to take you in a deep place that you haven't been taken yet. I can promise you, you haven't been taken through this process with yourself unless you've done it with me. I don't know anyone else who's teaching this stuff. 
And this isn't just what I learned as a Reiki teacher, but this includes a lot of what I learned from my Tibetan teachers about connecting with the body, building heat in the body, moving your own energy through the body. And I just love teaching this because it is the best way to connect with your inner being, to connect with your body and, you know, your sensuality and what feels good and what feels pleasurable. And I don't know, if, if you can't remember the last time you just closed your eyes and blissed out and went deep and just felt high on your own supply, I gotta, I gotta invite you into this. Like, you got to come and be a part of this. You do not want to miss this. I only do them, it looks like about once or twice a year as I'm kind of reflecting on all the past times I've done this. And this is kind of the only way to work with me right now, but it's super affordable. The session's only $44. If you're a Sunrise member, it's free. And of course, if you're in Sanctuary, even if you're a one-on-one in Sanctuary, it's free for you. So I'll put the link to sign up in the show notes. And, you know, I would love for you to have something to look forward to, a little date night to look forward to, a little special something just for yourself to look forward to. It's going to be on a Sunday evening-ish, 4 p.m. Mountain Time, so you can get your space all cozy, blankets, pillows, hot cup of tea, incense burning, gentle music playing, cozy clothes, and I am going to teach you how to do a full Reiki energy healing process on yourself. I'm going to guide you through it. And we're going to be in a group setting where you're going to feel the healing happening with everybody. And everybody's going to get the opportunity to share and connect. And we're all going to be holding space for each other. So if you're wondering what the vibe is like inside one of my group containers, if you're wondering what it's like to be guided by me, you know, into a deep quantum space, into a deeply blissful rest. What have you got to lose? You know, what have you got to lose? Reach out to me. If the price is a problem, reach out to me. We'll get you taken care of. I would never, ever say no to you. If, you know, money is something that's keeping a wall between you and I connecting, just reach out to me, okay? I would love to have you there. I can't wait for you to join us. I can't wait to connect with you and feel your energy. Oh my gosh. Okay, I need to let you guys get into this episode with Dorothy because it is the juice, babe. It's the juice. And I cannot wait to hear how much all of you love it. So without further ado, let's take a deep breath in. And welcoming Miss Breakup Coach Dorothy onto the show. And welcome to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. I'm like trying not to scream. Your energy (laughs) makes me so excited. Like you're so fun to be around. I have today Miss Breakup Coach Dorothy on the show. And so Dorothy, the way I always like to start is I'll introduce you the way that I see you. And then you can share with us how you want to be seen. And so, I mean, (laughs) yeah, you're your brand is pretty solid. You are breakup coach Dorothy. Like there's not really room for interpretation there. (laughs) That is what you do. But at the same time, you're like such a mentor and lighthouse for just 
independent adult women running their own world who also get to fall in love, who also like get to have dreams and also get to build their own empire. And you have such a life philosophy that just needs to be shared with the world. And when I found out that you existed, even though I'm in a long-term relationship and maybe, maybe that's why when I found out you existed, I was like, the world feels like a better place because we'll get into it. You know, we're all so afraid of going through a breakup. So angel here on earth, mentor to millions of women. Thank you so much for being here. Breakup coach, Dorothy, would you say hello to the audience? (laughs) I love that. And I love that you used the word, um, lighthouse because I don't Mm -hmm. think anyone's ever used that word with me, but I, now that I'm in human design and they're talking about projectors, they always talk about the projector being the lighthouse and shining your light, but you're not like asking the boats to come by you. (laughs) You're like leading and guiding the boats. So that was really interesting for you to use that word. I loved that, but yes. Mm. Hello everybody. I am so excited to be here. So pumped to chat with you, Jane. Uh, My name is breakup coach, Dorothy, you can just call me Dorothy or breakup coach, whatever you want. But, um, I am a breakup coach and gosh, what all do we want to know about me? I currently reside in Florida. I love this place. Um, I live on a beautiful beach called Pensacola beach. Um, I have a beautiful dog named Tinkerbell who is still a puppy and has changed my world forever. Um, and I recently got engaged, which is super fun. So that's exciting. And anyways, when it comes to being a breakup coach, I don't know. Do you want me to share my story around how that happened? I would love to, but first I do want to congratulate you on your engagement because that is so exciting. And just the video that you posted was the cutest thing I've ever seen. And, you know, you've been you've really been letting us, I feel like we've been growing with you, even though I probably only found you like a year or two ago, we've really all been growing with you. And so to like watch you get engaged, it really like, it really adds to the whole experience of who you are. And, and it's interesting because we're going to talk about breakups today, but we're also like celebrating that you're engaged and that you're in love. So I want to get into some of those nuances, but yes, I would love for you to share with us, like how in the world does one come a breakup coach? Like what, what life lessons did you have to learn to get to this? Yes. And I, okay. So I'm totally going to share that. Hold on. But I do want to back up to what you were just saying, because Mm -hmm. you also mentioned something at the very beginning that I, I totally meant to touch on that. I completely forgot, but you said the word, something along the lines of it's like, um, a relief that there is such a thing as a breakup coach because we're Mm -hmm. all scared to go through breakups and Mm -hmm. heartbreak. And I so agree with that. And it kind of leads into my story because I did not, I was dating a guy for seven years and I have never felt more tense or tight in my body during a relationship than I did Mm -hmm. during those seven years of my life. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that I was tense. Like when we think about the body, just in general, if I could paint like a picture, I was just as much as you would be tensing up your body to do like a deadlift or a squat. I was like that for seven whole years. Is that insane? Yeah. 
because I was so afraid to lose what I had. Um, Mm. and the reason I became a breakup coach was because I spent a year and a half Googling how to get over your ex, how to forgive and let go, how to let go of so much anger and resentment, how to move on when your ex moves on quickly. Um, and there was just no resource. And so for you to say, you feel relieved that I'm even here, like almost brings me to tears a little bit because I genuinely am like, that's why I do what I do. I do what I do because I want to be what wasn't there for me when I was going Mm. through what felt like the most traumatic and most difficult part of my life. Like Mm. it was so bad. I was, um, I'm working with a social media person and they're like, Oh my gosh, I love this theme on TikTok or a reel or whatever about, it's like a video of someone. And then they're talking about the different ages and what they would like, if they could see you now, what they would be Mm -hmm. thinking. And it 26 years old was when I went through my very traumatic breakup. And, um, when I think back to that version of myself, she really thought her world was done like over at 26 years old, you guys. And that's not even the youngest. Like I know high schoolers who are going through such traumatic and heartbreaking heartbreak, and they don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. That. It's like you really, sometimes you come close to thinking you want to end your life because it's so hard to work through. So thank Mm -hmm. you. I just want to recognize you and say, Mm -hmm. thank you for saying that because that's what I want to be. I want to be able to provide the world a new way to healing heartbreak. Mm -hmm. And I want to be a lighthouse, which is so Mm -hmm. crazy. Um, (laughs) a lighthouse to, a bigger and better life. And that kind of comes down to my philosophy that you were kind of talking about, but it's really important to me that we're, we're not, um, we're not just getting over your ex. We're building a life that's bigger and better than the one that you had with your ex. We're building Mm -hmm. a life that no one can ever take away. And if you build this life, I like to use ice cream analogies. So you're going to hear a lot of them coming, but the way (laughs) I describe this is you're building this beautiful, epic Sunday, you're building the whole Sunday. And so then that way, when someone, when someone comes to join you, it's simply the cherry on top. And when that cherry rolls off the Sunday, it's not a big deal because you still have your whole epic Sunday. And, Mm -hmm. um, Um, there was a letter that I wrote to my ex back, like it was like three months after our breakup. And I remember the line and it was like, I realize now that I have to build everything in my own life for myself so that no one can ever take it away. Like you did. And it was all coming out of like victim mentality and pain and heartbreak and all that stuff. But I feel Mm -hmm. like that truly was like the birth of who I am today and the way I live my life today, because I am so adamant about anything that I want is available Mm -hmm. regardless of who's in or not in my life. And any emotion I want to experience in this world is not dependent on my relationship status. And that doesn't mean you go throughout your life, not having a relationship. If you want a relationship, Mm -hmm. amazing, awesome. But creating that relationship is not outside of you. It is not dependent on someone else. It is dependent on you. And it's a beautiful place to be in. And especially now that I'm in this relationship with my current partner, Jake, it's such a great experience. I've been in multiple relationships since the big breakup, but this specific relationship with Jake, who I'm now engaged to, it's so relaxed. Mm -hmm. It's so freeing. Mm -hmm. There's detachment 
but also I'm madly in love. I'm detached Mm -hmm. in a way where I'm holding two beliefs at the same time where I'm like, Mm -hmm. my life is beautiful and amazing with him. And it's Mm going to be beautiful and amazing. We have all these plans, but I also Mm -hmm. know if something were to happen, if he were to die, if he were to move on, if he were to decide this isn't the relationship for him anymore, Mm -hmm. my life would still be beautiful, epic and amazing. And I could still do all these things in my future that I want to with or without him Mm. and holding both of those at the same time creates this detachment from feeling so attached and feeling like you need to hold on to this specific person that you don't actually have control over. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where I'm trying to get the majority of the population, all humans. I want Ooh. to be able to get to that place so that we don't feel so attached mm-hmm. to other human beings that are outside of us. And so that we don't feel emotionally attached, not only mm-hmm. like results wise of like, I can't do this because my ex is no longer in my life, but I can't feel secure without my ex. I can't feel X, Y, and Z without my ex. So I want to move away from that as well. So that's really where we're headed and that's what we're doing. I guess I veered away from your original question. That's fine. We'll back up. We'll back like, up. I feel like you're like answering so many of my questions along I'm the sorry. way. No, no. It just flows out of I my mouth. It. Yes. Okay. So Okay. I'll tell you guys kind of where I started y'all. I was a hot mess. Also, by the way, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? You are. Okay. Cause I say (laughs) the F bomb every once in a while, but okay. So I was a hot mess and I was in this relationship with this guy from college for seven years. And What happened was he went off to dental school. I went off to grad school. I finished grad school before he was done with dental school. I got like my big girl job in Chicago. And I, when he finished dental school, we both moved back to Florida because that was the plan. His family is here. Um, I love this place so much. It's like this secret, beautiful, hidden beach. That is the best beach in the United States in the entire, like, I love it. Um, so obsessed with this place. And I was so excited to come back and we got a house together. We moved in together. And I was like, finally, we're really starting our life. We're like Mm -hmm. done with the school stuff. We get to both have jobs. We get to both be adults. We're going to get engaged, get married, have children. I was like, this is the setup. This is what Mm -hmm. I have been working towards this whole seven years. I am so excited. We had the job. Like I was all in. Yeah. And Two months into living there, I had to go away to Chicago on a work trip. And so I go away and I go to Chicago for this work trip and I get a phone call and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like, we can't date anymore. I don't want to, like, we can't be boyfriend, girlfriend. I think we need to split up. And I was very angry and I was very stubborn. I was like, I was home the week before I'm going to be home in a week. And you couldn't wait to tell me until I got back or you couldn't Mm -hmm. tell me before I left. Like, why are you breaking up with me on the phone? Super stubborn. I'm a Taurus over here. So (laughs) stubborn me was like, if you're going to do that to me, like watch this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I decided to move into a new apartment in Chicago with my suitcase before I went back. So like I decided to cancel my flight back to Florida. I moved into this apartment with my suitcase. And I said, you know what? I will come to the house when I know you're gone from the house to pick up my stuff and move out. I never want to see you again. (laughs) Wow. 
I was dramatic. That's really bold. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, st- I'm still very dramatic. <laughs> I'm a very dramatic human being. Um, I'm like either all in or all out typically. Yeah. So then I, he had to go like go away for a weekend about a month later. And so I fly down and my cousin picks me up. We, we go to the house that I had lived in with him. And that's where I found out he had another girl staying the night at my house ever since I left. So he had piled all of my things in the front room. She had been living there. My neighbor came over and was like, I so thought this was you, but it's another girl. She looks just like you. And she's been like living in this house since you were gone. And again, I thought it was you or else I would have messaged you. And, and then I saw at the time I had a YouTube channel called bench babe. And so I talked about my breakup on this bench babe, YouTube. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. She's like, so I watched this video of you saying you're broken up and I'm like, what? That's a different person at the house. So not only was I like super upset and devastated and heartbroken and just like completely a, a wreck and a mess and going through the pain of it all. I was so angry. I was like seething with resentment and betrayal and all Mm -hmm. of that because I felt like this new girl just like swooped in and stole this life that I worked so hard for. Mm. And, and they made it pretty public very soon. Like I went to go get my stuff since they found out that I knew they then posted, um, like a Facebook profile photo together the Monday after I picked up my stuff, she posted pictures of her and my dog together. It was like, uh, like I, I know it was reckless. It was so terrible. And so I really had to get in this mindset and again, stubborn, dramatic me was like, no way am I going backwards. Mm -hmm. You're only going up from here. I am committed and I am determined and I am deciding right fucking now Mm -hmm. that my life is going to be better than whatever fucking life I was going to have with him. It has to be. We're done. Like I'm not doing any. It has to be better. Mm -hmm. And so for the next year and a half, I went on this like trek of like, how do, how do I create the bigger and better life? How do I get over him? All of this stuff. And I Googled all the things, like I mentioned, and not only did Mm -hmm. I Google all the things, you guys, I did every single fucking thing was on the Google list. I swear to God, (laughs) all of it. You were committed. Yeah. I meditated. I traveled. I had new experiences. I kept busy. I distracted myself. I got in the best shape of my life. Like I hired a (laughs) trainer. I, and from the outside, I looked like I was killing it. People were like, Oh, you, you look so good. You look so hot. You're traveling. You've got these epic photos. I started dating a photographer who made sure I looked really great. Like (laughs) all this stuff. But then like a year and a half later, I realized like I was still making decisions to get his Mm -hmm. attention. Mm -hmm. And I was still, um, Mm. like internally so angry. Like Mm -hmm. I had not released the anger. And then I realized patterns were happening with this photographer boyfriend where I was getting jealous and insecure about him shooting and doing photo shoots with other girls. Mm. I would, um, 
I was like comparing him to my ex and he would constantly be like, I am not this other person. You need to stop thinking I'm going to act like this other person. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really realized like something was up, something still wasn't right. Um, there's gotta be a, something I'm missing or doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I continued like my self-help journey. I was really obsessed with Jen Sincero. You were a badass. I listened (laughs) to it like, I don't know, 47 times. Really? And one of my friends was like, Hey, all the things you're posting about and these like inspirational quotes and stuff. I think you would really like this woman named Brooke Castillo at the life coach school. And I was like, okay, I'll try her out. I listened to her first podcast and she talks about thoughts, creating feelings. And I just lost my shit because I grew up with a psychologist. My dad's a psychologist and amazing man, amazing work. But I, and I had studied psychology. My master's degree is in IO psych, which is business psych, but still my, my undergrads in psych and no one ever really just like blatantly stated thoughts, create feelings. And so that really changed my mindset. And I learned a lot about forgiveness and letting go of anger and resentment and all of that stuff. It just completely changed everything. And I realized that I got over my ex in a moment, like it Mm. took one moment for me to get over my ex. And that's when Mm. I realized like, we're doing this wrong. Mm -hmm. There's a completely different way to heal heartbreak. It has nothing to do with time. That's like Mm -hmm. something I heard over and over. It's just going to take time door. You just got to give yourself time and like, yeah, but time is passive and you're the active force within time. So I like was doing all the things, but nothing was changing. Mm -hmm. And it was because my story and what I was making my breakup mean about me fundamentally Mm -hmm. wasn't Mm -hmm. changing because the real story that was going on behind that was like, he never loved me because Mm -hmm. how could you love someone and move on that quickly, which Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily true. Like, of course he loved me. There were, we were together for seven years. You don't stay with someone for seven years and not love them. And who's Mm -hmm. to say he didn't even love me at the very end. And all the things. So there were multiple stories happening, multiple, um, you know, limiting beliefs, all that stuff. So when I cleaned all of that up, literally getting over my ex happened in one mental shift. Wow. And I was like, this is my life's work. This is why I was put on this like earth for this lifetime is to help people do this differently, create a brave heart movement. And we're fucking doing it different. And we're going to create lives that are better than the ones that we had with our ex. And we're only going up from here, period. Yes. Wow. And you are, you're doing it. You're succeeding amazingly (laughs) at it. So congratulations. Like you're doing it. Um, you know, and what's interesting is today in, in we have, I have my sanctuary call today, my group coaching and, um, the girls have been asking me a lot about like, what is the dark night of the soul? Because there's, I'm realizing that they all have this idea that their suffering is like a bad thing and that their suffering is like making them less spiritual or less awakened or, and I'm like, I'm getting ready. Like, Oh, we're going to have a lecture about how the dark night of the soul and like the darkest hours that you go through is like the richest soil that you have to grow. from. Yes. Oh my God. I love the way you say that. I love your words, (laughs) boo. You're just magic, straight up magic. You are a magical human being. (laughs) I love that. And it's kind of funny you say that too today, because again, the social media person being like, 
tell me the, like what you would think at each age and all this stuff. And I brought it up Mm -hmm. to my roommate, my current roommate, who's my Mm -hmm. best friend, Danica. And she goes, 26 was my favorite year. And I was like, mine too. And 26 was when I went through the heartbreak. And it's just Mm -hmm. so funny that I look back on that as being my favorite year, but it was because so much changed Mm. and so like the heartbreak was so deep. The pain was so deep, Mm -hmm. but in that like deepness is where so much growth was. And I remember thinking about it, like I accomplished more, not that accomplishment should be the thing, but I felt like I created and accomplished and really lived into my own soul's being more in three months after the breakup than I did three years leading up to the breakup. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, I, I know exactly what you mean. And you know, it's interesting. I love that you share your story so much. And it's funny because it makes me feel like I should, I should be sharing my breakup stories because I remember when I like the, I've had a few rough breakups, but the the biggest roughest one was I was with a guy for four years. Closeted. Our breakup came a couple months after I told him I was gay. You know, like it was like, I loved him. I really Mm -hmm. loved him. Like, I still have memories of like the fun times we had together and like, uh, and I like really hope he knows that, you know? Yeah. Because leaving him was the hardest thing I ever had to do. But he was literally like, you know, we, we had that tough conversation, like, it's very unrealistic that this is going to keep working. (laughs) Yes. So Mm -hmm. leaving him was like leaving him and also coming out to the world was like the biggest leap of faith I've ever taken in my life. And it was so difficult and everything crumbled. And I remember reading some random like yoga teachers blog about a breakup that she went through and being like, she survived. Like she's okay. Like it wasn't even about coming out at that point. It was more about like how hard the breakup was like, I'll deal with coming out later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, when I look back on that, like I was crashing on friends, couches, one of my friends let me use her guest room and like the twin bed she grew up on. And I'll never forget being in those, having those nights alone with myself. And I look back on them and I'm just like, yeah, Jane, like you go girl. Like, yeah, right. You you believed in yourself over anything. Like I literally was like, fuck everyone. This is what I'm doing with my life. You're either with me or you're not. I don't care. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, it was like, I had been with him for four years, very stagnant, very unhappy, very depressed. And within those next three months, I was like, blooming into the person that I was meant to be. Yeah. I don't know who is listening that needs to hear this message right now, but like, there's so much on the other side of it. So much goodness, delicious, Mm -hmm. yummy, beautiful, elegant deliciousness. Like so good. (laughs) Yeah. And that kind of reminds me as you were talking about that, I think it's really important to, for both parties to recognize that this isn't easy for either party. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really easy to say like, when you're getting broken up with, why is this so much easier for, you know, the other person who broke up with me? Why is it so much easier for them? And like, you're a great example of like, it wasn't, it's not Mm -hmm. easy. And when I think about my ex breaking up with me on the phone, that that was no disrespect to me. That was all about him Mm -hmm. and his insecurity or comfortable or what's like his ability to have like 
uncomfortable conversations and have mm-hmm. controversy yeah. that had nothing to do with me or disrespecting me and everything mm-hmm. to do with it's fucking hard to break up with me. Okay. And <laughs> oh, I'm I've tried to break up with all. a Taurus before. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, yes. That's another story. (laughs) Of course he did it on the phone. Like that's probably the only way it would have stuck because I would have just gone after him and hounded him until he changed his mind. And then there's the other part too, where it's like your ex doesn't want to be with someone who isn't all in and it's not a right alignment. Like Mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense. And so when you're, when you're the one that's heartbroken and you are left by someone, you have Mm -hmm. to recognize that the person who broke up with you is going after what truly is in alignment with them. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be in a relationship with someone when it's not truly in alignment for them, because Mm -hmm. that's not a fun relationship to be in. Yes. They are giving you a, I, I, when I think of the people I've broken up with, I really like to believe, like I have given you a precious gift. (laughs) I am not the one for you. You know, I'm not going to distract you anymore. I'm not going to take up any more of your time or energy. I'm going to give you this gift that I am not the one for you so that you can go find the life that you're meant to have. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm from the other side of that. I'm typically the one that's broken up with. And by you just saying that, like, I literally had to say like what he did was a gift. And quite honestly, it was like mm-hmm. a multi-million dollar gift of like, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now if yeah. he wouldn't have broken up with me. And that blows my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. I get to do what I want with my life. Mm-hmm. I get to help people. Like, this is my calling. He gave mm-hmm. me my calling. Mm-hmm. Isn't that yeah. crazy? It's the just the worst thing. The worst thing that ever happened to you. And forever and what, grateful of him, like forever exactly. grateful for that gift, because it's just, it's everything. I'm so grateful that I get to do this. Does he still have the house in your town with the girl? This is <laughs> like, actually, give yes, me the tea. Is, yeah, this is very funny, actually. So I'm going to veer off track for just a second. But yeah, it's a part of the story. It's so part <laughs> yeah. of the story. So my cousin, Jill, she has a little Yorkie and the Yorkie got injured. She brought the Yorkie to the vet. And the only vet that was available was this vet in the neighborhood that was where the house we had. And the, the vet lost the dog. It's a whole other, like that could be like a whole other thing, but like they lost this dog. We ended up finding the dog. The dog is found. Everything is okay. But we had to drive around for like four or five hours looking for the dog. And I had to drive by my old house a million times. And it was just so fascinating. It was so crazy. But long story short, I found out through that endeavor because I had to like ask some people questions and like asking about the dog and trying to get the Facebook or all this stuff. I found out that his dad now lives in that house, but he is married to the girl and they just, they had a baby, I guess, like maybe a year ago or something. Wow. Which is also kind of great. Like I kind of love, I guess the way that I see that is like, oh my God, it wasn't for nothing. Like he found Mm -hmm. his person and I Mm -hmm. was writing a social media post in the way that I like to, it's a long story, but I like to, I like to say that he was an apple and I was trying to be like the best apple, but I'm just really the world's best peach. And so I couldn't, I didn't smell like an apple. I didn't taste like an apple. And he found like the best, most red, beautiful apple that fits Mm -hmm. him. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's wonderful and great. 
Mm, I love that. Okay. Thank you for detouring a little bit to share that because I'm like, okay, I don't want to wait till this call ends. I got it. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I really, I would like you to talk more about this idea of attachment and detachment because I see it in my work so much. And this is a huge teaching in Buddhism, right? Like detachment, Mm -hmm. non-attachment, impermanence. Like Mm -hmm. you will never, like my partner, I love her so much. She's going to die someday or I will, you know, like, or she'll leave me, you know, or I'll like, that is so, and, and I've come into such acceptance of that. And I think it's because I have this like very rigorous Buddhist training. And I'm wondering if you can speak more about like, A, something I see is this attachment to our partners also having some meaning around the success we're going to have as a person. Do you see that? Like, yeah, because if they leave me, they won't succeed or something. Well, I think that that. I think that actually goes like I have a very masculine view of this, but I think that that goes back to cave man days where where we, I mean, we were built to survive in groups, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so our primitive brain thinks that we need to be in a group to stay alive. So it makes sense that our primitive brain by default believes that we need a partner to stay alive, Mm, AKA build a big and better life. Right. Yeah. But we don't live in that world anymore. Like we don't have to like, we're not most of us, most of us, um, aren't fighting for our lives on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I say that very lightly, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the time, we're not fighting for our safety or food or things like that. We have a, mm-hmm. an abundance of that now. So when we're in relationships, of course, by default, our brain switches into primitive brain. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's seek pleasure, avoid pain and reduce effort. And it thinks that, oh my gosh, we need to be attached to another person because in a group we perform better, we can accomplish more. Um, and then in this, in this day of age, um, it's a lot of societal views about we're going to make more money as a unit. It's going to be mm-hmm. easier to raise a child as a unit, um, we've really set up our belief system around working as a unit. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of examples of what's possible when it comes to doing stuff on your own. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I, I even feel like there's this, I don't know, like this pressure of like, it's not, it's not okay to be single. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. almost like everyone, if you're single, you probably want a partner. And why do we put that on people? It's like an era change needs to happen. Yeah. And I think it's happening. I do genuinely believe it. And I think it's happening and we're starting to see that shift. Um, I'm torn here because a part like there's also like with this rising, some people feel like they can't want a partner because I should be okay on my own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I I do want to address that in that if you genuinely, well, Maddie, right. She talks about in the 
So also, by the way, guys, this is super fun. I have a program called get over your ex and Jane and Maddie (laughs) Mayfield come in and they do this beautiful course slash workshop called make it mine. And I love it. But Maddie talks about authentic desires, right? So it's Mm -hmm. like, if an authentic desire of yours is to have a partner and you're trying to tell yourself, I can be fine and single on my own and trying to push your desire down. That's not what we want. We want to Mm -hmm. show you that regardless of whether or not you have a partner, your ability to go out and create a life that you want is amazing. Mm -hmm. But, but I just genuinely believe that it's in our primitive nature to want a partner Mm -hmm. because we think we're successful and we're supposed to be in a group and that's okay. Like that's okay. That by default, that that's what we're thinking. But if we can build up a life that we love so much we attract a, a, I don't want to use the word higher quality, but we attract a, a more aligned mm-hmm. partner, right? Yeah. Where it fits us better because we've already created a life that we're obsessed with. So of course, if someone else comes into that life and you are really solid in loving the life that you have, if they don't like that life, they're going to be repelled versus mm-hmm. if they like that life, they're like, yeah, I like this. I want to join you in this. And they're probably mm-hmm. more alike to you. And you guys have more of a want match and the relationship's going to work more organically and naturally um, mm-hmm. instead of trying to like force a round peg in a square hole. Yes. That's the right saying. <laughs> square <laughs> peg in a round hole, something like that. <laughs> and I love the... It it brings me back to the image that you kind of gave us at the beginning of with this first boyfriend, like you were really, really stiff, tense, Mm -hmm. like you listeners can feel that in your body. And like, you can think about the different relationships you've been in and like now to feel you say that it just feels so free. And so, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and, and I feel that I, I feel such like a deep warmth and love and belonging in my relationship. That's not like a scary, like power play attachment kind of thing that I have experienced before. And, and so it's interesting because I did want to bring up the flip side to exactly what you were saying that another thing I hear and see often, especially in women who are very independent, successful on their own, doing their own things. Like this is, this is my mom, like just badass on her own type of woman. And I really like to be that way. And I hear this message and I felt this way a lot. And I think I'm, I think I'm actually over it at this point, but this fear that my relationship is distracting me from my success. My relationship is pulling me away from like keeping my eye on the prize. And we actually, I see girls sabotaging really beautiful relationships because they're afraid that they're not going to succeed. Yes. And that reminds me too, of like, we were talking in the very beginning about how much transformation can happen in a breakup. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention too, that much transformation can happen inside of a relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a great point because that's not necessarily the case. I see huge transformation inside of relationships. And then, um, your again, your success isn't dependent on your relationship status, right? <laughs> yes. The results yes. you create in life aren't tied to who's in your life mm-hmm. ever period. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautiful like lesson to embody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whenever I hear that come up with a client or the thought comes up myself, I remind myself like, do I trust in me mm-hmm. or am I blaming somebody else? Mm-hmm. Yes. My own, maybe my, me not showing up as fully as I wish I would. I've been doing that no? recently with my dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, my dog takes up all my time. 
<laughs> like I, you're ruining it. I can't get anything done with you around. Yeah. I'm exactly. like never going to be successful because of her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I think this, this message of detachment really rounds out at this idea that I know you, you, you've really hammered down through your work that with or without like the person that I'm attached to is the cherry on top of my life. Yeah. And I think that if you genuinely feel like you cannot thrive in this relationship, that's a red flag. Yeah. You know, and there, there's a lot of uh, nuances here to this, this conversation, but yeah. And I actually, because you mentioned Buddhism and you're, you have a lot of learnings in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually want to talk to you about this because I just recorded a podcast, um, about detachment in your next relationship. Mm. And I talk about how detachment and falling madly in love is not mutually exclusive. Mm. So you can fall madly in love and Mm -hmm. still experience detachment. What are your thoughts? I'm almost Mm. like from your Buddhist perspective, Mm -hmm. could you fall more in love or could you experience deeper love because of the non-attachment? Mm, I love that. Yes. I think that the, the more we want the person we love to be free, like to feel liberated, the deeper we can love them, the more room there is to love somebody. Because I think that when we are in, you know, I've been in a relationship where I was really holding on to her. I was like, I really felt like she had one foot out the door and I was always just like really gripping on. And looking back on it, I, I felt like I owed her an apology because I, that's not loving someone when you can see, they want something else. When you can see they're looking outside of the relationship and you're like, no, I'll make you happy. I'll stay with like, I'll, what, what do you need? Whatever you need. Like, I'll make you happy. I love you so much. That is not loving someone as deeply as you can possibly love somebody. So (gasps) for me, (laughs) yeah, for me, like, really loving her was realizing as painful as it was, I'm not the one she wants Mm. and I have to let her go. And that was real love. Like that's unconditional Mm. love. You guys, that's Mm -hmm. beautiful. That was, that was the way that was the only way that I could truly authentically fully love her was through that detachment and letting her go. And I think, and, and even with my partner now, like we're both very, very Buddhist and we both are very much aware that she could, she's out running errands right now. She could get in a car accident right now. Mm-hmm. Like I am going to love her so deeply with that knowing that I could lose her tonight. When we go to sleep, one of us might not wake up. And that's, you know, as Buddhists, we love to really throw death in your face. We love to remind you that it's impermanent. And, you know, again, if same, if this happens again, where I see that she's wanting something outside of this relationship. I can see her yearning for something away, far away. I would not be loving her if I'm like, oh, I'm going to tighten my grip and pull you back in and get more attached to you. I'm going to love her by saying, go do what you got to do. And I'm the, the way that like my relationship dynamic is right now is like, how can we be as free as possible while we are together? Yes. You know, and when we find ourselves grabbing on, you know, that grasping feeling, mm-hmm. what, what, what am I afraid of? Where am I not trusting in this union? Where am I not trusting myself? How can I let go? Because ultimately I could lose this person any day now. And so I'm going to love them as fully and deeply and wholeheartedly without attachment now 
that really prevents a lot of regret in the future, you know, like, yeah, I love that. It's kind of reminding me of like, that's what really, when we think about unconditional love, it's like love without condition. So can you love your partner without the condition of them being in a relationship with you? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, can you, if they were to come and say, you know, this isn't working for me anymore. The automatic rate response, and I was just talking to one of my clients earlier, like <laughs> is to be an awful person, is to just be <laughs> terrible. Like if you're going to hurt me, I will ruin you. And that's oh, so yeah. mean. Mm-hmm. Like when I get scared, I'm like, I'll destroy your life if you do this to me. It's really ugly side comes over, you know? And then it's like, oh, wow, that is not love. And they are not going to want to stay with you if your response is you know, to be awful to them and to get so angry and to be, you know, it just proves them correct as to why they don't want to be with you. Yeah. They're like, and exactly. There you go. (laughs) So, you know, I think it is painful as it is. I have found so much comfort in my life at this point. I'm so in love with the person that I'm with. If she decided to leave me someday, I would 100% survive it. I would grieve and then I would move on and I would be like, wow, there must be something way different out there that I just didn't even see coming. And I think the hardest thing, and I, I would love to hear kind of how you help your, your girls unravel this, your brave hearts. When I was, this was such a big lesson for me with my first boyfriend. I'm such a visionary person. You've done my visualization meditation. I had it all mapped out with him. I bet. I can see all of it. Skier <laughs> life, skier babies, mountain home, shredding all day. Like that was it. That was it. That w- there was nothing more than just like that was it. Which is so and funny I, because now I know, like I know you, like I don't know you deeply, right? But like the version of you that I know is not that. And, and no. isn't it funny? Like I mine with my ex was like football, fantasy, football on Sundays, um, mm-hmm. workouts, like in the gym together. I'm like, yeah. who is that? That's not yeah. even me. That so was, yeah, it was not, it wasn't me. It, it wasn't, but that was, and, and I think the hardest thing for me, and you talked about this in your story, the biggest life change for me was realizing Jane, you wrote a whole book about what your life was going to be like with him. And you got to burn that book, babe. Like it's not happening. (laughs) And also every relationship I had after that, I was like, don't write the book. Let it be written as it happens. Don't write it ahead of time because, you know, it's, I think we get so attached to the stories we tell ourselves about the world. And so, yeah. yeah, How do you guide us through that? Yeah. So mine's a little bit different. I'm like, instead of burning the book, let's like re look at what's in the book. I actually go Mm. through an entire exercise of rewriting your breakup story as if it's a book chapter and you label the chapter, right? Because a lot of times the story that you have about your breakup, at least for mine was like very painful. And I was telling mm-hmm. people over and over and over again. Sometimes I got to the point I was in, I was introducing myself to new people. I mean, like, I just got broken up with, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> and so like the story you tell people fucking matters, you guys, mm-hmm. because your brain cannot tell 
when you're just thinking through or talking through something, if it's real or not, like you Mm -hmm. are living it over and over and over again. If you are telling that story over and over and over again, it's creating all of those emotions in your body. Mm -hmm. And then you stay there as if that's the present moment, even if it happened a year and a half to five years ago. And so I have like my brave hearts have to rewrite their breakup story in a way that is empowering and exciting and propels them into a completely different trajectory of life. Mm -hmm. And you've got to feel that powerful feeling. I I talk about changing pain into power Mm -hmm. and that's what you have to do. You have to learn emotional maturity. And then we move through all of the pain because that's not optional, but the suffering part is, and the suffering is all these stories that you're making up about yourself because of the breakup. Um, and so I guess when I think about that book, I'm like, write it, do it. It serves Mm -hmm. you in the moment. Like it serves Mm -hmm. you when you're in the relationship, but you have to recognize that sometimes you go back and you edit a fucking book. Sometimes what you wrote 10 years ago isn't what you believe in anymore. And it doesn't have to be. You don't write a book once and then say that's what you're going to think and believe and do for the rest of your life. Absolutely not. It was a chapter in the Mm -hmm. book, and you can simply rewrite it so that the ending helps you move forward into the next chapter. But it's like, and especially because here's what happens is there. I almost see your like exes as a portal of possibility where a lot of times you date someone and they open your eyes up to something that you didn't even know you wanted. And you realize like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that I wanted something like this. I totally want this. Like for me, Mm -hmm. it was like living on the beach, living here in Florida was something that I didn't even know I wanted. Being around family wasn't even something I knew I wanted. Um, Having a boat not something I knew I wanted. Those are Mm -hmm. all still things that I think and believe I would like to create in my life. Mm -hmm. And so just because my ex isn't there doesn't mean I have to like burn that and say, no, bitch, you can't have that. (laughs) Right. It's like, oh, okay. We're just changing and tweaking this a little bit, but like, how can Mm -hmm. I go out and create those on my own Mm -hmm. so that someone can come and enjoy those things with me if they want to, but I always get to keep them because they're things that I personally want to go out and create. And that takes some exploration, right? So Mm -hmm. like when you're immediately coming out of the breakup, it's going to take some practice and exploration of, is this something I really wanted? Or was it because I was in this relationship? And again, fantasy football is a really great example for me because I thought I wanted to be like the best fantasy football wife in the entire world. Um, I realized after, you know, all like my breakup happened in July by the time Christmas came around and people were talking about football and the super bowl was coming. I realized I hadn't watched a single game. I had spent my Sundays going to the park, going to yoga, hanging out with like my fitness friends, um, like spending time in my apartment, journaling, doing tarot cards, uh, getting coaching. Like I wasn't spending my Sundays doing that. So it was very clear, like, oh my gosh, this isn't what I truly wanted. Mm -hmm. What are some aspects that I want and I love, but then also what are some aspects that I can let go of and say, those aren't actually for me. Those were for this other person. And Mm. that doesn't mean that you won't ever do things that your partner loved. Like my partner, 
Jake right now, he is really good at building things. Like I showed him a picture, you guys, this is for me, this was like such an accomplishment in my life. It sounds so ridiculous, but I was trying to lean more into my feminine energy and receiving and all this stuff. And I showed him this picture of a bed frame as I was moving into this house. And I was like, this is the bed frame I want, but I've, I found it on Pinterest, but I can't find it anywhere. And like, I don't know where I'm going to get it from and this, that, and the other. And he's like, hmm, that's interesting. And he spent an entire weekend building it and then gave it to me. And I'm like, what? So he loves building. And so now we're sitting there thinking about remodeling his house. And I'm like, will I like remodeling? Like, I don't know. Like, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to just see. And it doesn't mean I have to like it. And who knows if I was in a different relationship, maybe I wouldn't experience remodeling, but you guys, it's just your human life. You get all kinds of experiences. Just choose what feels fun in the moment right now. Mm. Um, and so writing the story in the future, just recognize that you might edit it later and that's Mm -hmm. not a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I love that. And yeah, you can always, you can always change things. You can always say like, yeah, I know I was with that guy and now I'm not. And like, now things are changing. And I know I like skied every weekend for years, but like, I don't really want to do that. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. It's okay. Like I actually had to tell my friend that the other, she's like, why don't you ski anymore? I was like, I think I had enough, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> that's so okay. funny. And it brings us back to this idea of authentic desires. Like it sounds like a lot of the work you do with your brave hearts is like, what do we really actually want in our lives? Mm-hmm. because yeah. so many of us are waiting for someone to come along. And like, I really thought someone was going to knock on my door and be like, you're going to be a great yoga teacher. Come do it with us. You know, yeah. or like mm-hmm. we all think someone's going to just like come into our lives and create what we want. And I feel like everyone just needs that reminder. We're here to create it for ourselves. Yeah. And I think the other part about that too, is I think sometimes that people are like, well, I want to create this with a partner because it's going to be easier. Mm. And I would really question that idea. Um, Sometimes it's a lot easier to do it on your own. And if it feels hard, it might not be aligned. Mm. Yeah. Because things don't have to be hard. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Just letting that land. Yeah. Doesn't have to be hard where, yes, we can work hard, but that doesn't mean it is hard and mm-hmm. doesn't mean it has to be hard. Cause yeah, I, I mean, an example of that is like my client wants to do one of my previous clients, her and her husband were creating a lot of Airbnbs and flipping, like they would go in buy a house, flip it, and then, um, create Airbnbs out of it. And she wanted to continue doing that, but she felt like it was going to be really difficult because, her ex had skills that she didn't, and she had skills that her ex didn't. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, but what, like, what's the solution? Cause right now you're thinking you have to do it all, but what's like mm-hmm. all the other alternative solutions that still make it easy, but then it's all yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think about yes. all the things that are going to be easier without him in the picture. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And like, to me, the idea of having something that's all your own. Like I, I, this, sometimes I think this might be like one of the most shallow things that I could think, but I'm always like, my business will never leave me. Like it's always mine. It's all mine. It's Mm -hmm. nobody else's. And it feels so precious to have something that's all mine that nobody else can touch. Yeah. It's beautiful. 
Mm. And it's like, even if someone did, like, I, I thought about this, like in the very beginning of when I would get started, I was like, what if something happened? It's all taken away in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. It can't be taken away because you can always rebuild it. Like it's you. Mm -hmm. So yes, yes. You know, it's so, yeah. So today in sanctuary, we're getting into the sacral chakra and the sacral chakra is all about your romantic relationships, how you interact with the world, your career, your money, your talent, your finances. And ultimately the sacral chakra is all about, I could lose everything and I will build it all back up on my own. I love that. That And that's really what, that's what creates like a balanced sacral chakra. It really isn't about your sexuality or your creativity. It's, do you know that you can recreate your life after losing everything? And Uh, that gives us confidence, you know? Beautiful. Again, magic. That felt like so (laughs) grounding. I feel so good right now. That just like hit in a full body way, you know? Oh, good. I'm so glad. (laughs) I love it. You're the best. Okay. So I, I have like one last specific question for you and we'll see what comes out of this, but I wonder like, cause I know that you spent like, okay. So your brave hearts program, get over your ex three months or less. It's an amazing program. You can go be in it. If you like really need some guidance, some sisterhood, some people to kind of carry you through this. And I wonder as you're holding space for these women who are going through heartbreak, how do you celebrate and share with them that you're engaged and that like (laughs) you're living the life of your dreams? Like, I'm just so curious. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great question. That's a great question. I think that I never once thought about it as something that I shouldn't share. I think mm-hmm. it, it kind of goes back to what you said earlier, where you've been growing with me. And so have my brave hearts, like all of mm-hmm. my brave hearts are growing with me. So the majority of them, well, I shouldn't even, I don't know how many of them, but every single one that has approached me about the engagement is like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. It shows me what's possible, all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's the way I thought about it all from the start of, Good. oh my gosh, if I can do this, you guys, why wouldn't you be able to? And it's really something that, um, it actually, like, this is kind of going off topic a little bit, but to me, this is such a cool indication of time doesn't create anything in your life. Like things Mm -hmm. just appear because Mm -hmm. for me, I went through a breakup in September of 2020 and I broke up with the photographer guy And, um, and I've only been dating Jake for like about a year. Mm. And I think that's cool that we're engaged in just a year. Like that to me just shows a lot because Mm. I remember, um, the guy that I was in a relationship with for seven years, he broke up with me when I had originally moved to Chicago and we were broken up for like two or three months before we got back together. And my, cousin was like, we had been together for four years at that point. And she was door. Cause I was freaking out. I was like, I don't want to have to wait another four. I was 24 years old, by the way, just putting that out there. I don't want to have to like date someone for another four years to figure out if they want to marry me and then get married. Mm-hmm. Like this, mm-hmm. seems, like, I'm not going to be married until I'm 30. Like, as if that's like a big deal. I just like, <laughs> it's so laughable now, but yeah. Um, and she goes door. It is not going to take someone four years to figure if they want to marry you or not. It doesn't take people that long. 
Mm. And it was so eye-opening to me. And I ignored that advice and got back in a relationship with him again, but that's fine. That was my journey. And then I was in another relationship with Matthew, the photographer for four years. And that was amazing and beautiful. And Mm -hmm. that was the time that was the relationship for me where I had to learn how to leave, Mm -hmm. which I had never done. Isn't that crazy? Um, And so I went through a whole growth situation myself while in Mm -hmm. the relationship, learning how to leave and how to do that in a graceful and peaceful way based off of all the things that I had learned. And I was a breakup coach at the time. So that was like a whole other thing too. Um, And it was just cool for me to see, I released something that I knew wasn't right and how everything formed in the exact way that it needed to, just like Mm -hmm. I saw in my last breakup, but it was just Mm -hmm. a different kind of experience. And so for me, the engagement is almost like a physical representation of how things can just appear and just happen. Um, and this is the kind of relationship that I want for all of my brave hearts. Like, I'm Mm. like, I really want all of you guys to experience something like this. And so, Mm -hmm. wow, I love that. And I feel like I, for me, it was just an example of what's possible to brave hearts. I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to hear that and kind of feel into your perspective. Um, because I think that we don't have a lot of relationships to look up to in general. Mm. And so I think it's just really nice to see someone who shares so openly and is just so expressive of how available it is for everybody. Yeah. And I think that's something to be said too, because we don't, I mean, talking about sharing Mm -hmm. and talking Mm -hmm. about all of these things, Mm -hmm. breakup heartbreak is not fucking talked about you guys. And we have to start talking openly about it and not be yeah. so ashamed of it. It is insane to me. And cause my program's a group scenario. And the reason I do that is because it's so much more efficient and so much more, um, healing. Yeah. The healing is insane to watch these other badass, gorgeous, beautiful, successful women getting their hearts broken. And they think it's about them. And then when mm-hmm. they see all these other badass women going through what they're going through, they're like, guys had to be insane to break up with this person that mm-hmm. they're seeing on the screen with them. So it's mm-hmm. just, it's so impactful. And then to watch and to be able to celebrate the things that other people don't really like celebrate. Like mm-hmm. I spent the entire day not ruminating about my ex. I didn't think about my ex all day. I didn't text him on his birthday. Like, you know, like little things like that, where Mm -hmm. it's like, these are big deals when you're going through heartbreak and they should be celebrated just as much as my engagement is celebrated. Mm -hmm. And so being able to talk about it openly, I think is important. And even from like a, a really high level, when we're talking about corporate companies, and I hope this changes soon, we get paid time off in a lot of corporate settings for someone dying why are we not given paid time off when you're going through heartbreak? Mm, A lot of my brave hearts can't even work because they're so distraught. Mm. Why are we not like acknowledging that? Because we're grieving someone who's still alive. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, so there's that. And then what I was really originally getting to, sorry, I go off on a tangent. I love it. 
but I'm like, I'm so ready to start talking about relationships in a very open way. And one of the things that I talk about on my podcast with my brave hearts and inside of the program is relationship evaluations. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Jake and I do every six months of our relationship, which granted it's only been two, um, (laughs) of looking at like, what do we both want in life? And do these things match? Do our wants match? Um, And continuing to have honest conversation around that. And it's been like a beautiful setting. I actually, I asked him to come on to the podcast recently and he's going to come on. And I'm like, oh, Oh, wow. That's going to be huge. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, what's interesting, I don't know if I wrote this as a question, but I feel like as a breakup coach, you would also be a good relationship coach. Yes. I, I mean, I'm getting there like where I, I didn't really realize that, but I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to realize that because now people are asking, how do you, how do you get into a new relation or like when you're diving into new relationships, how do you not get attached right away? And mm-hmm. I'm starting to get all the questions. So ask mm-hmm. the questions for him. I'm sure something will, you know, yeah. happen. Well, yeah. I'll create something, but, um, It's been fun. It's been fun. Oh my gosh. So much fun. I love it. I am so just like all about everything that you're doing. I'm so all about it. And I just feel like I actually just uh, gave a session to a client in this room before this call who was like so deep in heartbreak, you know, and I was so glad I could like just be here holding space for her. Yeah. And maybe she's listening. There's other people I know that are listening that are in that and like, her type of heartbreak isn't a breakup. It's something that she can't really talk about, you know? And I think heartbreak can be so complex. People can have affairs. People can, you know, get into situations that they don't want to talk about. And there can be people in that. Oh my God, Jane, I'm telling Mm -hmm. you. So I've Mm -hmm. had multiple, like many, many people in the program, in the Get Over Your Ex Mm -hmm. program who have been in affairs Mm -hmm. and sharing that side of it is so important as well. Like so important because infidelity happens, you guys, Mm -hmm. it happens. And being able Mm -hmm. to talk about it from both sides so you can see both perspectives is so important. Mm -hmm. Amazing. But yes, I had to interrupt you to say that because I'm just like, yes. But exactly. It's like, and heartbreak, like you said, it can be anything, right? It could be mm -hmm. losing a job. It could be losing Mm -hmm. a loved one. It could be losing a friendship. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that this heartbreak that I was just, that was, it was like more of a friendship thing. And, you Mm -hmm. know, yeah, I, I, I have some other clients and, and I think, and I think I just wanted to hold space for like, your breakup can, or you're not your breakup, your heartbreak doesn't have to be directly related to a breakup. And it can be very complex and the intensity of the pain that you're feeling now, you will survive it. And you will be so much stronger when you get to the other side of this. And I think just from that last session, I just had like the advice I would give is like, don't lose yourself, Mm. stay with yourself, stay true to yourself. Cause it's ultimately it's you who's going to get you through this. Yes. And I would like to add to that of don't numb yourself. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Feel it. Come get a Reiki session with me and cry it out. I love Reiki. Reiki's so great. Yay. Um, so would you like to, I mean, I feel like we've talked about get over your ex a little bit, but I would love to hear you just share with us. Like if someone's listening and they want to work with you, how does that work? What can they do? 
Yeah, absolutely. So first off, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. I truly Mm -hmm. appreciate it. And I love our conversation and it's so fun. I love conversing with you. Like I said, I just think you're a magical human being. So thank you Mm -hmm. so much for all that you do because it is so needed. And I've been in all of your meditation, not all of your meditation. I've been in some of your meditations and I'm obsessed. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, in terms of finding me, so you can come hang out with me on Instagram at breakup coach Dorothy. And then if you're interested in working with me, there's really three ways that you can do that. So the first way is I have a podcast called how to get over your ex, and that's a beautiful free resource. Um, and then I also have a five day training called the breakup boot camp, And that's like five months of healing in five days. I'm a very much like a how to practical next steps person. And so that training gives you a lot of really great next steps, um, at a pretty low cost. So I would highly recommend stepping into that to get your feet wet a little bit. And then Mm -hmm. if you really want me and my attention and my energy, um, and then like, working, you know, together and on your very specific situations, that's what's the get over your ex in three months or less program is for. And all of those can be found, um, on my Instagram or my website is Dorothy, a B Johnson.com. Beautiful, beautiful. Anyone who is just like, I need a place. I need a community because I think being broken up with can feel so isolating or breaking up with someone, you know, on all sides of it, you can feel isolated. And I think a community can be exactly what you need. So beautiful. Dorothy, I could talk to you for hours. Like we will have to schedule like a chat, just like us catching up. I love it. Yes. Yes. I would love that. And thank you so, so, so much for just sharing your wisdom, for just being who you are, again, for being a lighthouse, for showing women and people in general that they can create a beautiful life for themselves with or without a a partner and congratulating you again on your engagement and just all of your success. Like, it's just so fun to watch you. I'm so inspired by you and I'm so honored to know you and getting to work with you and be a guest coach in your program is such an honor. I really, really love it. So thank you. I appreciate you and all the work you do. Thanks, Bill. Thank you so much, Dorothy. And thank you so much to everybody listening. I hope what you, that you got what you needed today and uh, we'll talk to you soon.